Welcome to this podcast of the Episcopal Church of the Good Shepherd in Venice, Florida. Today is the second Sunday of Lent, and you will hear Father Joe Hudson speak on John 3. As you listen, see if you can answer these questions. The questions. 1. What is Nicodemus's predicament? 2. What are the things that come from the Spirit? And three, how are we like Nicodemus? Is there a need of a new life from above? The Lord be with you. The proclamation of the Holy Gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, according to John. There was a Pharisee named Nicodemus. He was a leader of the Jews. And so he came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, We know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do apart from the presence of God. Jesus answered him, Very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God without being born from above. Nicodemus said to him, How can anyone be born after having grown old? Can one enter the second time into the mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and the Spirit. What is born of the flesh is flesh. And what is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not be astonished that I said to you, you must be born from above. The wind blows where it chooses, and you hear the sound of it, but you do not know where it comes from or whether where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. And Nicodemus said to him, How can these things be? Jesus said to him, Are you a teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things? Very truly I tell you, we speak of what we know, and testify to what we have seen. Yet you do not receive our testimony. 
If I have told you about earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except the one who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. The Gospel of the Lord. Jesus said, you must be born again. Nicodemus approached Jesus late one night after all the day's crowds had dispersed and all the religious activities had finally settled down. Both men were too well known. Nicodemus, being a very devout, highly respected religious scholar, a leader of the Jews, Well, and Jesus, we all know of his popularity. And so the peaceful darkness was the best time for having an intimate, quiet conversation apart from any distractions. Nicodemus came with some questions for this mysterious and captivating rabbi. But Nicodemus got much more than he bargained for. Jesus' first words figuratively knocked him off his feet. Jesus said, Very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God without being born again from above. These words, instead of bringing further clarity to Nicodemus' questions, only muddied the the waters further. Born again? Born from above? Born anew? What was Jesus' meaning? Nicodemus responded in frustration. How can anyone be born after having grown old? Can one enter a second time into the mother's womb and be born? I find Nicodemus to be a fascinating character. Hearing this response, I can imagine him being someone with the mind of an engineer seeing all things in black and white in strict, logical, linear fashion. From this perspective, Jesus' words would have made absolutely no sense, his words being illogical and absurd. It was complete foolishness to him. But Nicodemus was missing the point Jesus was trying to make. Jesus was speaking of a different kind of birth. Yes, of course, we all experience physical birth, but there are other kinds of births we may experience in this life. Jesus was talking about a birth not of the flesh, but of the Spirit of God. Jesus tried to clarify by telling Nicodemus, what is born of the flesh is flesh, 
And what is born of the Spirit is spirit. He was saying that there is something beyond material matter, something beyond our earthly thoughts and attitudes and desires. Things of the flesh tend to produce fleshly things coming from our human consciousness. They have to do with commerce and the market and family. And yet there is something else altogether. There are things that come from the Spirit of God that arise from another kind of reality, from a different level of consciousness. These things of the Spirit bring a different kind of awareness and enlightenment. Nicodemus was a devout Jew and spiritual leader of the people. But as a spiritual leader of the people, somehow he was not completely attuned to the things of the Spirit. Growing up, he would have gone through all the baptisms and anointings and trainings that would have been required of him. He would have been spiritually prepared for his ministry. But according to Jesus, something was still missing in his preparation. So how does this relate to us, to you and me? If we were to grow up in the Episcopal Church, our parents would most likely take us to church to be baptized. Water would be poured over our heads and anointing oil placed in the form of a cross on our foreheads. We would hear the words of this prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you that by water and the Holy Spirit, you have bestowed upon this your servant the forgiveness of sin and have raised her to new life and grace. Sustain her, O Lord, in your Holy Spirit. Give her an inquiring and discerning heart, the courage to will and to persevere, a spirit to know and to love you, and the gift of joy and wonder in all your works. Through this service of baptism, we have been sealed by the Holy Spirit as Christ's own. As we grow, we learn the Christian faith and go through catechism and confirmation. The bishop lays hands on us and prays for us. All this as preparation for a religious and spiritual life. We are all, in many ways, much like this Jewish Pharisee, Nicodemus. Oh, you could easily say, wait a minute, he was a Jew and I'm a Christian. Well, that's obviously true. But take a look at the bigger picture and all of the similarities. Although some of the words of our baptism are different and the anointing and confirmation liturgy different, in many ways we are the same. We have all been baptized and anointed. We have learned about God and gone through religious training. Granted, Nicodemus would have gone through a much more rigorous education and training than most of us. But we are all faithful and devout and committed to our faith. At this point of our life journey, we may, may not be that much different as a Christian than Nicodemus was as a Jew. When Jesus Look deep within Nicodemus, inside that devout, religious, spiritual man. He noticed that there was something not completely whole, something lacking. Jesus noticed that Nicodemus needed a new spiritual birth to be born anew from above. Well, over the years, Nicodemus grew older, and Jesus had long since been crucified and raised from the dead and ascended. His disciples scattered across the known world. 
There was a group of those disciples living in the city of Ephesus in Asia Minor who were in a similar spiritual situation that Nicodemus had been in. They were in need of a spiritual new birth. They, too, were not completely spiritually whole. They were lacking in a new birth. The story is found in Acts chapter 19. Let me read what happened. Paul came to Ephesus where he found some disciples. He said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you became believers? They replied, No, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. Then he said, Into what then were you baptized? They answered, Into John's baptism. Paul said, John baptized with the baptism of repentance, telling the people to believe in the one who was to come after him, that is, in Jesus. On hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. When Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. Altogether, there were about 12 of them. You see, in both Jesus and Paul we see a deep level of spiritual discernment. They both spoke clearly about the need for Nicodemus and a group of these Ephesian disciples to be spiritually born anew. Let me return to Jesus' conversation with Nicodemus. He said, Do not be astonished that I said to you, you must be born from above. The wind blows where it chooses, and you hear the sound of it, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. How were Paul and Jesus able to discern the needs for a spiritual birth in these people? The Spirit of God is like the wind. You don't see it but you can discern the effects of it in people's lives. The Greek word translated as wind and spirit is the same word, pneuma. God is calling every one of his children into encounter with the wind of God, the spirit of God. As Jesus Christ looks deep within our lives, what do you believe he sees there? Devotion? Certainly. Faithfulness? without a doubt, and many other admirable qualities, sacrifice, commitment, and love. Does he also see the effects that the wind of the Spirit of God has wrought in our lives? Or might there be a need for a new birth from above? Where does the strength and commitment to live the Christian life come from? Does it come from sheer willpower and hard work? and maybe a little bit of helpful guilt? (laughs) Where does the power and the passion and fire to live this God life come from? We are not called to live this God life in the power of the flesh and our human ego. It is the Spirit who enables us to be the light of Christ in our world. It is the Spirit of God who enables us to continually grow and change and learn new things. I am struck by the question that Nicodemus asked Jesus in response to his words. How can anyone be born after having grown old? How can everyone, anyone be born after having grown old? You could state this in another way. How could someone old bring about something new? 
Or how could old age be open to continual newness and growth and development? You see, frequently, the older people get, the more set in their ways they may become. The narrower their spiritual vision becomes, the more resistant they may be to change. The harder it may get to learn new things. What do they say? You can't teach an old dog new tricks. But Jesus is saying that we all need to continually be born anew. That our understanding of God needs to continually be born anew. Our understanding of our faith needs to continually expand and grow and be born anew. Our understanding of others and of ourselves needs to continually grow and to be born anew. This comes from birth in the Spirit. So how do we experience this birth? Through awareness of the promptings of the Spirit of God within us, through a hunger for more of God, through a deep awareness of our limitations and our failings. And yes, we all got them. When hard work and willpower seems to fail us, through repentance and deep humility, May we all be open to a continual birthing of the Spirit. questions. One, what is Nicodemus's predicament? Two, what are the things that come from the Spirit? And three, how are we like Nicodemus? Is there a need of a new life from above?